Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome him on to Ben Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Dan, it's good to talk to you again. Hey, guys. Yeah, we had fun last time. Uh, it it should be a fun 2020 season, you know, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, you know, we kind of going through. Buster Olney's doing his list, your colleague of top players in position, and can't find a Padre among the top ten other than Kirby Yates. Or he's like shut them out completely. He has below average. Even Manny Machado couldn't make the top ten of Buster's he didn't list. Make the so. top ten, Buster. He, but yeah. he didn't make the top ten. The it's top like, 10. There's got to ah, be a grudge I, there. Buster will deny it, it to his dying breath. There, there's got to be a grudge against the Padres somewhere in there. Well, well, even if even if they're not all in the top ten, it's it's a it's a pretty solid group. The, the organization has, you know, been almost ruthless in filling these holes that were in the lineup. Uh, maybe not first base, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, I know. But, <laughs> I know. We know. <laughs> but but I, I, I would have to put Machado in the top ten. I mean, we do have a lot of great third basemen now. But, I mean, you had to put Machado against, above Bryant. You had to put him above, you know, Justin Turner. Nope, nope. Machado. He didn't put nope. Tatis in his top ten uh, either. At shortstop. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I don't know what his criteria are. If it's just on last season's performance, you can say, hey, Tatis missed half of the year. Man, he didn't have a very good August and September after the Padres were out of it for sure. It wasn't the best numbers he's ever put up. So if that's simply it. But if you're going to try to tell me that Manny Machado isn't one of the test, 10 best third basemen walking on planet Earth or that Fernando Tatis isn't one of the most exciting young shortstops that we've ever seen coming around the pike, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I gave the banana, the Zips projections for Tatis were, were pretty bananas. Uh, even if his you know batting average on balls in play comes down a bit next year, because it probably will. I mean, having a full season of him is such a big deal. It's like going out and signing Ant, uh, Anthony Rendon, but doing it for free. <laughs> That's such a good point. We're talking to Dan Zaborski here from ESPN, and and yeah, you you know you had some of the teams that you expect to rebound uh, next year, and you had the Padres in there. And Jerkson Profar is a guy that. You know, I, I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and uh, he's a name, obviously, I heard a ton. And when you look back at some of the trades that the Rangers could have made by just giving up Jerkson Profar, it'd probably blow your mind. I mean, some of the biggest names in baseball, and he was the guy for many years, and, and it didn't pan out. Then he rebounded a little bit last year. One of the more unlucky players. Is he kind of your hidden gem for this Padres team in 2020? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the two. I think he looks like he's going to have a bounce back season from 2019. Uh, I know we, we talk about in sabermetrics, you talk about batting average on balls in play a lot because that's kind of one of the most volatile indicators for a player. And his batting average on balls in play was extremely low last year, uh, uh, two eighteen, I believe, off off the back of my hand. Yeah, that's right. That uh, was right. Oh, good good memory for a change. Uh, uh, but that's that's an unsustainably low number. People say, but what if it isn't? Like, well, pitchers as hitters are are, are pretty terrible as a group, uh, and their batting average on balls in play tends to be between two twenty and two forty. And you're not going to tell me that a guy who's a legitimate major leaguer who hit twenty home runs is worse at hitting it 
where they ain't than a picture is. And I think that's, that's preposterous. Uh, I think that he's at the 2018 season where he was finally healthy after essentially being injured for five years. Uh, I think that's closer to where he is as a player. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he'll have an OPS, you know, between 770 and 800 or so. He'll hit, you know, 15 to 20 home runs. That's a good player. Uh, I mean, losing Urias hurts, but Profar is a good win-now fill-in. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to see how he does in San Diego. Talking to ESPN's Dan Zimborski here with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, you mentioned uh, losing Urias. The other two trades that A.J. Preller made, uh, the one with the Milwaukee Brewers bringing in Trent Grisham and Zach Davies, who's going to be on our show with us tomorrow, and then uh, the one with the Rays sending Hunter Renfro uh, out and uh, getting Tommy Pham uh, in as part of that deal. Eric Lauer also going, and uh, Jake Cronen- Cronenworth is his name coming in. Cronenberg. How- Cronenberg. Cronenberg. How would you evaluate those trades for the Padres, both on a short-term and then on a more long-term basis? I mean, I think long term, I would I would prefer Urias over Grisham, but he fills a hole that that, that that the Padres have right now. He was one of those prospects who had kind of been disappointing for a long time, but he just blew up in 2019, uh, torched Double A, then Triple A, and then he was decent in the majors. I, I think he has a good chance of being a significant contributor to the team. And Zach Davies, he gives the Padres that kind of inning eater that they need to compete because there's a lot of you know, exciting pitching on the Padres, but there's still a lot of question marks. Uh, you you don't know if, if, you know, Chris Paddock's going to hold up to, say, 190 innings. Uh, you don't know if Lamette is going to stay healthy. You don't know, I mean, a lot of things about the team. I mean, they're counting on Garrett Richards, who has, you know, an abysmal injury history, unfortunately. he's He was last healthy completely in 2015. So you get someone like Davies, who can be a solid number four guy, who can throw 180 180 innings, dependably. And that, that has a lot of value to win right now because the Padres, they have to see now that they are close to being competitive. So the, the, the whole calculus between your long-term and short-term thinking has to kind of shift in that situation. You know, speaking of shifting, we're talking to Dan Zimborski here from ESPN. So, Dan, a couple years ago, even, you know, to an extent last year, it was, man, as long as they hit home runs, I don't care how many times they strike out. Let's get all the big home run hitters and we can – Throw them in a lineup, and if they all hit 40, we're going to win more ball games than we're going to lose. Well, then you look at A.J. Preller, who we all consider to be a pretty smart guy, and and when you look at the, the team he's constructing now, this is built to be an OBP slash speed slash athletic team. Is that something that you're seeing more of, or are you feeling that baseball is still going to be that, you know, a couple of outcome type game, walk, walk you know, uh, home run or strike? Three out. true outcomes. Yeah, three. I think you're still going to see a lot of the three true outcomes simply because uh, that is effective at winning games in, in most situations. I think that you would need to have a change in the ball or the equipment in some way or the mound to really kind of, you know, make kind of 80s offense a really, you know, a legitimate alternative. But I think the problem with the Padres in the past, uh, like when you look at the, say, the Matt Kemp trade, uh, I know nobody wants to remember that, but... Uh, I think the problem was that they were kind of becoming a two-true outcomes team. Uh, this team will get on base, and once you have the guys getting on base, then, you know, those home runs become a, a much bigger deal than they would be otherwise. Uh, and I think that the Padres' outfield is also improving defensively. I mean, I love Reyes, but he was not really fit to be a corner outfielder. He yeah. was a DH type. He was, he's going to be, you know, Edwin Encarnacion for a decade, which is fine. Which is good, but yeah. It's hard. I mean... 
yeah, it's it, it's hard when you're in the National League. Uh, I mean, I expect someday that that the NL will adopt the DH. I know everyone gets mad at that for obvious reasons. Not everyone, I, Dan. Not I, everyone. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, it's people get mad at me when I say that I'm kind of indifferent. I like both the AL and NL styles. They're like, no, you have to pick a side and get angry about things. But I I, I do think that it is inevitable at some point. Talking to Dan Zimborski, baseball analyst here with us on Men and Woods, and kind of the original premise of the uh, the piece that you wrote was trying to identify teams that could have just jumped into contention. Basically, you know, the last year's Twins or the Rays, who could that be this year? The other teams you had in addition to the Padres, the Reds, I get that. Uh, you know, the moves that they've made, that makes a lot of sense. The White Sox, they've been one of the busiest teams. They've added some big names um, during this offseason. The Rockies were the other one, though, that kind of was a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. No team has done, literally no team has done less to their roster than the Rockies this year. Do you really see the potential for a bounce-back year in Colorado? I, I, I think one of the things about the Rockies is that they were so terrible at a few things that they can almost improve by accident because they got – Pretty much no production out of you know Ian Desmond out of first base out of the back of the pitching rotation. Unlike the other three teams on the list, who I think are you know ascending towards being serious contenders for a long time, this is kind of what we call the dead cat bounce. That the Rockies, you know, though they can win eighty eighty five games simply because of their front line talent, but it's not a team that I really like long term. I'm not a fan of how the front office has been run. Uh, they're still trying to trade Nolan Arenado. They haven't traded him yet, and if they did trade him, that would obviously change my opinion considerably because uh, they they can't replace a, a guy like that in the lineup. Well, Dan, um, I hope you're wrong about the Rockies, but otherwise, <laughs> hope you're right about the Padres. <laughs> Not that we're biased at all here in San Diego, and uh, either way, we'll enjoy chatting with you as as the baseball season gets closer up. But thanks for spending a little time with us right now. Always fun, guys. Thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, Dan. Dan Zimborski, Zips, uh, specialty ESPN.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.